and welcome to the Two Devs and a Dude podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kid of Wraith Games, and I'm joined by... Is it my turn this week? <laughs> Everybody, I'm Kid, was... your host of the NDV podcast. I'm uh, Grant McClure, founder of Game Over Game On, uh, Twitch streamer, a Brigadoon564, Twitter dude, you know... Not Twitter dude, but, you know, just the dude of this lovely establishment. And all around, great guy. Hi, I'm Gluntai, and while we were all silent, I was trying to think of something clever to say, so I was about to say, and then no one responded. And then that but I'm... Happened. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I also am one of the NerdFit Network, and I also make music under the name Gluntai. I'm also making stuff for Collapsus, which you should totally be playing. Hashtag play collapses. Hashtag eating the microphone. Delicious. We're not sponsored. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Aren't we technically because this is sponsored by Wraith Games? What? Uh, I think uh, Jay stepped away from that when we started using copious amounts of profanity. Uh, the podcast is <laughs> and always will be still sponsored by Wraith Games. Um it's uh, even hosted on our Wraith Games website. I know. Which I... you should totally be checking out and playing Collapses. Thank you. Enough of that tomfoolery. Today <laughs> is our E3 special. Uh, we're, uh, we're a few days late, uh, but I think you're all going to enjoy what we have to say about this. Controversy will abound. So, uh, Grant, why don't you tell the fine folks at home, as if they have their brains leaking out of their ears, what is E3 exactly? E3 stands for what? The Electron Consumer Electronic Expo, correct? Right? Electronics and Entertainment Expo. Yeah, Electronics and Entertainment. Yeah, that's E3. So basically, all it's it, all in all, at the end of the day, it's basically like video game Christmas. It, it's that's that's what I refer to it now. So uh, Christmas was video game Christmas. That's when we get video games. Okay. Yeah, but this is when you get all the dope announcements that Cajun. Sorry, I was actually waiting to say uh, this is Christmas in June. Yeah, Christmas for the nerds and gamers. Yeah, yeah, Christmas in June. It's basically when all the sweet game announcements that you will be playing either in the fall or next year. That's what E3 is, and it's usually this year. It was hosted in Anaheim. It's been hosted in Anaheim, California, for a while now. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before we get into the the nitty gritty, I think we should do a little bit of smidge of housekeeping. Like, uh, go check out two devs and a dude. On iTunes and the Google Play Store, and uh, on also on YouTube, but we're under Wraith Games, correct? That is correct. Uh, uh, YouTube is actually where we get our most traffic from people uh, listening to our lovely little podcast here. That's great. We're actually surprised it wasn't our uh, faithful listeners over on Kazaa, <laughs> back on their DSL cable internet from 2003. Yeah, nothing brings you back and gives your computer... Just terrible STDs than Kazaa. You gotta, you gotta bring that hard drive to the free clinic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that I've officially made all of the left turns, let's get back on point, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I what, guess this episode is as classy as ever, huh? Yeah. Always classy and sassy as ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want the uh, Miami. Uh, game design department, Miami University game design department, who's listening to this podcast now to see if I will make a wonderful adjunct professor. Uh, apologies for everything you're about to hear. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Did you put this on your resume? That may have been a mistake. Yes, this is this is on the resume. 
well, we're gonna find out. No, no, Jay. Other than his the per, other than his other fellow co-hosts and stuff, we're terrible people. Jay's fantastic. We're bad. Uh, speak for yourself. I am phenomenal. Thank you. I mean, you might. No, I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> Question. Just because, just because I am full of ridiculous commentary, doesn't mean my quality of a human is low. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Speaking I'm, of I'm... speaking of low quality, can we uh can we jump into the uh, lackluster introduction of basically everything Squaresoft did, with oh, no, the exception that's... of revealing Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, that's 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 all that that's way that's far down the train tracks. That's far down. But oh, okay. you know what's also terrible and ridiculous and always bad? EA, their conference. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a given, isn't it? Yeah. EA started out the week. I think I might have slept through that. Yeah. It's okay. EA. We got FIFA 19, guys, as if we weren't expecting a yearly installment. Yeah, EA, um, so I have uh, basically Polygon pulled up right now, and, and it's been a while. I, have, I Every year, um, I usually sit down and make ostensive, just very detailed notes of every press conference and every little thing that gets announced and what I felt about it at the moment and all this other stuff, but I didn't do that this year. Because I was just like, I I don't know, I, I was feeling very lackluster with this E3. Because the only one I was excited for was Nintendo, but we'll get there. So E3, or on Polygon, we have they have an article that's like uh, some of the things that EA got right and wrong about E3 2018. The first thing that they state that they got wrong or right was that they hired a real host. And it was hosted by, kind of funny, and what's good games is Andrea Renee. She's fantastic. She was great. She did an awesome job. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't know if anyone else watched the EA press conference. I'm uh, nope. not familiar with Andrea Renee, but I will at least uh, take the word on the reputation of kind of funny. I'll just go ahead and say it. If the a fact Wait. that the host Testing. is the high point of EA's presentation, well, I guess it's EA, so, you know, speaks for itself. So the thing is that um, with EA and Ubisoft, I did what I do every year, and I just I watched highlights um, a few a few hours afterwards while I was working. I, I never truly sit down and tune in for them. I just listen to the highlights, and so uh, I feel I feel kind of robbed now that there was actually something yeah. worth uh, listening to and watching at the press conference. Other than that lackluster selection of games, yeah, yeah. Andrew, I'm a big fan of Andrea Nave, but I'm also a big fan of kind of funny. So it's like I'm very biased. But no, she did a fantastic job. There was a great meme that probably came out of it, which was when she uh, sat down with the creators or sat down with. Who who who's who's the video game company that did um who's doing Titanfall that did Titanfall, Respawn right Respawn Entertainment yeah Respawn is working on a Star Wars game and she sat down with the creators and the lead director and he was just like yeah uh, we're making it it's happening uh but we can't say anything about it so if you go on to Kotaku you can see the picture of her setting with the guys. And it's a good, good, funny picture because <laughs> Andrea Nay is like looking at the camera like, oh, my God, really? Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, on top of that, let's see. Uh, the other things that they got right were they did announce. Actually, yeah, they showed Battlefield and Battlefield's going to have a Royale Battle Royale mode. Cool. Can't, can't wait for say, that to be uh, uh, over with. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't even want to get yeah, into it. I am so sick and tired of Battle Royale, ga Royale games. And it seems like they just sprung up very recently. And already I'm just so tired of them. I think I might be an old man. 
Uh, no, we've had a lot of games that really jumped the shark and turned into battle royales. One of them being SOS from Outpost Games. Rest in peace, SOS Classic. You were fun until your incredibly toxic fan base ruined it for me. Uh, you have H1Z1. Yep. We have a lot of them that have been around, and we have a lot of them that can stay around. PUBG, despite the fact that it's kind of just the generic battle royale that it is, is it's acceptable. Realm Royale with cheese, the game that they're <laughs> going to be ignoring paladins over as soon as they jump the shark onto the next hot video game platform idea. Kind of like what they did with uh, whatever they were doing and then Overwatch. So they just jumped onto paladins and then made it Overwatch. Uh, we have... Uh, you have Fortnite Battle Royale, which brought the yes. death of... 13-year-olds in the toxic part of the internet uh, gaming community. Uh, yep, we got that as well. Uh, that one's a little more comical and interesting because it's basically wannabe Minecraft meets Battle Royale. I gotta say something about Fortnite. So um, uh, we end up going to a lot of schools to help uh, build their game design uh, departments and also to give talk. And so I went, I kid you not, I went to two schools back to back. We we always ask, you know, what's your favorite games? What's your favorite games? And I kid you not, it was just... Uh, just oh Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Did you? And so this happened before you keep on going. Did you also after that happened? Did you go in and just punch every one of those little kids in the face? I know you oh, didn't, thankfully, but thankfully I didn't um, <laughs> because at that time I didn't even know what it was. It was so it was so fresh. I'm like, what is this Fortnite? I've been in the dev cave making my own games. I'm not allowed to chase trends. That's what my non-existent marketing department is supposed to do. Play. <laughs> <laughs> oh so it was it was just super weird and like hearing fortnite 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 and then we go to a university to give a talk and the person opens up with like this this fortnite joke and i'm just like what what are we what are we doing so did you find did you experience have you played fortnite no and i'm not going to i'm just i'm just not um it's it's so just a battle royale with some building mechanic and it's okay at best but like i wouldn't sit there and play it alone i wouldn't sit there playing it with an interest of playing it alone this is this is what i'm going to say about battle royales in general and this is this is a heartfelt belief of mine hell is is the culmination of the last three what i will call great gaming trends and by great i don't mean good i mean big um it is a combination of the crafty it is a combination of the survival and it is a combination of the moba and I'm not talking directly mechanically, but I'm talking about the the types of interactions one has. Um, so we we saw we saw TF2, and then we saw Minecraft, and then we saw League of Legends, and we we saw um, all of these things. And it, I think it's just the the furthest evolution of that type of of play experience, just sort of amalgam together. And I know I know some people listening to this are like, "What are you on?" They're nothing like that. But I mean, when you get down to like actions people are making with them, that's all it is. That, th- yeah, I see that. I see the, the, I, I see the threads that you're, you're pulling at. I do. Uh, that makes, it makes a lot of sense to me. So I think you're entirely right too, because like I was, as we were starting in talking about Fortnite, it's like, do y'all not remember, you know, uh, League of Legends and like everyone had to create a MOBA of some sort of another? You know, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I forgot about the Minecraft craze. I mean, obviously, Minecraft is so gone. There's still a lot of clones being made, but it was just everywhere. 
all the time, like, you know, possibly Super Mario level, you know, just craze about it. And yeah, it's just, there's, there's definitely elements of all those going into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to be honest, all of them were mediocre or not fun in any form. I'm not even going to say anything. I, I just don't like, I don't like Battle Royale games. I don't think they're, they're a, a good genre and they basically cater to people who, a lot of it caters to a lot of the young people who don't have a lot of money, and the popularity definitely has to do with it being in the zeitgeist of actual breaking out of games media and going into mass media. But also, well, I'm gonna your parents right parents don't care because the game's free, and until like your kid steals your credit card and spends two hundred dollars on skins, then there's a problem. But uh, the, then the the parents probably care. But until like the the game's free, like oh hey, I got this, my son is playing it, or son or daughter or, or whoever, whatever, is playing a game for, that's free and they're enjoying it. Okay, so I I have to say this um, from from my perspective as a dev. I honestly believe that both PUBG and Fortnite are good games. I will never play them. Yeah, you're right. Because I can't I can't get on the board of saying they're not good games, but they are definitely not for me. They're mechanically sound, and I think they're mechanically interesting, and I think that they provide a challenge and a type of a type of gameplay and reward cycle that that's interesting for a certain type of player. And I, I rare to see a game genre experiment. But when I saw PUBG for the first time, I'm like, man, that's interesting. That's a that is an interesting experimental mechanic. The whole the whole whole bunch of players in a shrinking battlefield. I thought that was brilliant. However, I think the reason it's so easy to say it's a garbage genre is just because of how many there are. Because um, a, uh, a couple of years ago, I was saying that MOBAs were was a gar- they were garbage genre, and then I I just sort of sat back and realized, and I'm like, no, MOBAs aren't a garbage genre. Like Dota and League and Smite, those are actually good games. They are just not even remotely appealing to me. Ones that aren't being as meticulous and as careful with the genre trappings as the original offerings and i i think that's because when you are a pioneer and you are building something experimental then you you have an idea of where you want it to go in a way that i i don't think that the people making these clones do i will agree with you that in agreement that it it, there's a possibility that is that PUBG and fortnite are good games in quotations As in, a, it's it's a good game. As in, it's a, it's a pretty good game, but it's not fantastic. It's not as good as like everyone puts out to. And as per, someone who plays a lot of FPSs, mechanically, okay, it's sound, but it does not feel good. Like as someone who plays a lot of FPSs, that's my. I'm, I'm gonna actually step in and say it all depends on what you're looking for and what your mentality is going in on this. If you're going in on a first-person shooter kind of competitive basis, you have two camps that you really go into. The, I'm going to play this like most people would play Overwatch or Halo or even Quake back in the day or even Unreal. Then you have the people that just go, 
I want to just kill everything and be the best, period. And I'm the only one that matters. And you get a lot of that in battle royales. You also get the people that play this casually with a couple of friends for simple, basic shenanigans. And I was going to say, it's really just that combination that gives a stigma towards the game. But realistically, the games themselves aren't that bad. So if I said they were bad, I'm going to actually retract that right now. Because the games aren't bad. Overdone, yes. Some of the ones that are less inspired could be bad. But the ones that I have experienced aren't bad. They may not be interesting. They may get boring. They may get frustrating. Or their player base may just be super toxic. But they're not bad. And I feel the same can be said about a lot of MOBAs and other things that were very popularized flash-in-the-pan ideas. So the thing is, too, that um, I have a few games that I enjoy um, to different levels, and one of them is Arma. Um, I Arma, to, to normal people, does not feel... <laughs> Arma is a clunky, overly realistic, overly simulationist... I mean, it I, feels good for what it's trying to do. I mean, I could also, get, I could get down with the the ultra realistic. It's just the floatiness and just like looseness of the gunplay of Fortnite. I have not played PUBG, but I'm just saying Fortnite's gunplay doesn't appeal to me because it's loose and floaty, and and, and that's kind of not the biggest focus of Fortnite's mechanics. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. It was, just, Which is why it makes sense to me why you wouldn't like it, but for people that wouldn't take those in the camp of as serious might get super into it. Oh, yeah. I was I was actually naming examples um, because mm -hmm. I'm I'm building a thesis. <laughs> like I don't I don't want me to be that guy, but I but just I I'm building a thesis. Just hold on a sec. I'm I'm okay. somewhere. Receiver, which was made by Wolfire Games. It is a game where your gun just uh floats there and you can literally take it apart you have to load individual bullets into your magazine and it's not even a simulationist thing it's more like a physics game disguised as a shooter is that that vr game that there's all the gifs about of people trying to load a magazine into it like it's not it that's not it but that's totally where they got that idea okay uh <laughs> and then on top of that, I also really, really like Metroid Prime. The thing is that Metroid Prime obviously isn't a shooter in the traditional sense, but they it, they tried to make it seem like Nintendo's Halo for the longest time. That's why Echo's got the big multiplayer battle mode and everything. And I know all of my friends despise Metroid Prime because they try to play it like like they would Halo and just can't. Why would you try to play Metroid Prime like Halo? Because it's yeah, a first. Just... Because they have the stigma of a first-person shooter. Man, some people, some people are just kind of dumb. <laughs> Keep in mind, some of those dumb people are on this dev team. Um, some but... of those people, some of those people also are dumb. Not saying I'm not dumb with things. I am dumb with a ton of things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm not dumb. I'm just saying, uh, question mark. I, so, I would love to have an FPS that was meant at least the ambience and, and like the visual style of Metroid and having, uh, you know, the arm cannon would definitely be a plus. That's all I'm going to say. 
So, um, I also like, um, I think Tower of Guns is a pretty great game. And it, it really, it is very much a, let's take games of, of early Quake and, and, and like Doom 1 or 2 and kind of take those t- kind of ideas and combine them a little bit. And it feels, okay. it feels floaty and skatey and arcadey, and it feels nothing like Arma, and it feels nothing like Metroid Prime, it feels nothing like Receiver. And I know tons of people who hate literally all four of those games. Okay. It truly depends on what you are trying to do and what, what style of game you want. And I will tell you, I don't think PUBG or Fortnite appeals to me either, but just because it's not really in my wheelhouse, I'm not going to really say it's bad. Now, I will say a bunch of the pretenders are hot garbage because I'm not I'm not the type of person who says, oh, just because just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. No, there's a lot of stuff in this genre that just just crap. I don't think just because it's it's floaty and it's kind of it's kind of like a almost arcadey kind of feel to it. I don't think it's necessarily bad. You know what I mean? I, I, I will yeah, agree. I know what you mean. I will agree. Let's move on because I think we've deviated very far from <laughs> Not- anything we're saying right now is more interesting than anything EA had to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, to knock it actually, out real quick. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, just Speaking for- of bad, let's talk about the content of EA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just- we got FIFA, guys. Bet you didn't see that coming. Did you know that Madden 19 was coming? Yeah. Right. The, the only- Battlefield 5. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Guys, great news. EA's coming out with a subscription service just as a new way to screw you right out of money. <laughs> they couldn't get it out of you from Star Wars Battlefield 2. They said, suck it, here we go, and guarantee next year they're going to have some sort of feature that's pay to play because why wouldn't they? They're EA. Yeah, that, that brings right. into a conversation with Anthem of how they're going to do their loot boxes and stuff and subscription <laughs> service and stuff for Anthem, but... But yeah, the guys. Yeah, I wanted I'm, to get, I'm actually completely hyped about Anthem. Honestly, if you were, I mean, then that, you should play Destiny. If you're hyped about Anthem, you should play Destiny because basically Anthem is like Dragon Age and Destiny come together, but then added in. Anthem just looks like Iron Man plus Avatar. Honestly, the one where you you get to have sex with your hair because you're blue people. I meant the whole world looks like the Avatar world, and then you have oh. Iron Man and War Monger and War Machine. All those like you can go in and you know the Hulkbuster. It just like wreck everything. It does look cool. I'm very I'm very interested of how Anthem will play, how it feels, how it plays, how built mo- mobility because Bioware has never done a strictly third person shooter. Say. I mean, I cannot hear the word avatar and think about blue cat people. All I can think of is like last airbender and legend of Korra. Yeah. Like yeah. the good part of the good avatar, not James Cameron's see, shit storm. I see where you're coming from. Unfortunately, Tove can't. <laughs> that was just, I don't know if that was wrong or perfect, but dear God, man, I'll be here all week. Try the fish. Yeah. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> so, yeah, the, one of the other also good things that EA did was that they came out and said, oh, we we really messed up. Or DICE, one of the guys from DICE came out and like, yeah, we noticed that you all didn't like Battlefront 2, that we messed up the loot box system, and we're sorry. And 
you think? Yeah, and they're they're bringing the Clone Wars, they're bringing Grievous and all that other stuff. That's all I wanted to say. They also announced Unravel 2, and it was available right then, right there. And the only game that they showed that was of interest to me was this game called Sea of Solitude. And I don't know if Jay you saw that, but um, it's basically it's about a game of about loneliness. And really now, yeah, the creatures like people uh, in this world, like people's loneliness has turned them into mean mo- like monsters. Their loneliness takes them over, and they become like monsters. And you play this character who's going through this world. Yeah, the, their little excerpt is um, for about Sea of Solitude on Polygon. And it's it says, um, loneliness is a killer, and I mean that very literally. The disconnection of people from society and each other is a topic way bigger than a reaction piece to a video game press conference. But the fact that it's happening is irrefutable. This is a topic that's ripe for exploration in a game, and I hope it handles the subject well. I'm going to counter-argue that game right now. Have you dealt with people on the internet? <laughs> Have you dealt with the wrong kind of people in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loneliness is excellent. It depends. Permit for life 2020. <laughs> I don't think loneliness is excellent. I think I think isolation and solitude can be excellent. But I, think I was waiting it, for uh, someone to counter-argue that. <laughs> I might be alone, but I, I'm you not know me. I, I can't help but get a little philosophical. I know, I dig. But yeah, we're, we're going to move on. EA, they had a few things, and we're going to move on, so... After that, I believe it was the good old Microsoft. Yeah. And they surprised the hell out of me, Microsoft did. Was it was it Halo? Oh no, dude. No, not not because of Halo, but they showed Halo and I was like, hell yes. This is awesome. Oh, you mean how you're excited for Microsoft's Xbox app uh, Xbox app to finally focus on PC gamers' needs for Windows 10? Hmm? That's one of the things they announced, and it's so unimportant that no one else actually noticed it. Right. I mean, I'm I'm a Microsoft licensed dev, and I didn't know about that. Holy shit! Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, uh, they 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 did a good job. They announced some great stuff. They announced 51 games. Like they, yeah, that's that's an extensive amount. Kudos to that. Uh, they also, dear lord, that's a lot of games. Yeah, they they announced that like fifty one games. They also um, bought uh, f- uh, they bought Ninja Theory. They own Ninja Theory now. So um, I gotta say this, and this is something that that when I was when I was listening to this, it just made me roll my eyes. I do not like the fact that they and it wasn't just Microsoft that did this celebrating acquisitions. At E3, but I don't remember. I don't remember from years past, and it just seemed kind of gauche. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Microsoft needed something. Like they didn't have anything, and they're just everyone's like, "Oh, all right, cool." Um, then it wasn't they- it wasn't just Microsoft? It wasn't just Microsoft because I believe, um, I believe EA and Ubisoft did it too. Yeah, and I think Sony might have. And it's just weird, and I don't. It it just seems like bad form. Yeah, I mean. So uh, on Polygon again, I'm just going to stick to all Polygon. So if you hear the thing, they're like not, some of the nine biggest and best announcements that Xbox had was Halo Infinite, Cyberpunk 2077, which I'm pretty stoked for because CD Projekt Red is a fantastic and amazing developer. Am I, by the way, the only one speaking of Xbox games that are coming out, medium key excited for Session, the game that could replace Skate 4? 
Dude, will I'll, it? I don't know. I'll have to find out. It looks but still I'm just cool. looking for something that exactly. It looked like it would be fun to play. And that's the big thing. Yeah, it looked dope. It looked really, really cool. I like like when I saw that, um, I honestly thought it would be skate five. Yeah. But uh the one thing that tipped me off was that it wasn't EA revealing it. So I was like, well, looks like I don't have to worry about skate five. Not wrong. Yeah. Uh, they they also had uh, Devil May Cry Five that was announced on the Xbox stage. Oh, that's right. I like the fact that it's going back to the original uh, continuity. Yeah, like but, say what you want about Nero, but like he was just awful. I I'm one of those people who enjoyed Ninja Theory's DMC, but that's that's me. Like I liked it. Correct. I gave up after Devil May Cry Two. But yeah, Nero is he he returns as a playable character in Devil May Cry 5 and at the end of that trailer they did show Dante riding on a motorcycle. So, but but as like the opening in the the trailer though as I was watching and I was like are they completely rebooting the series with this new character that looks similar to the Dante from DMC but from Ninja Theory's DMC? Like he had the the white hair that happened at the end of DMC, but he was like missing an arm. And he looks like similar. He has the short white hair. <laughs> Dante's back, but he's missing an arm. It got replaced with an arm gun. Introducing Mega Man 27 <laughs> X14. Basically, yeah. Dante's back and he's pissed. Yeah, everyone was like super excited and everything. And then at the very end of it, they showed like two seconds of Dante. Well, to get back in my brains all over the place, but it shows like that character. I guess I don't know who that character is, but they showed him and it showed like an ice cream truck and it looked beautiful. And they, the ice cream truck had like Devil May Cry on it, like it was their mobile office. So instead of a food truck now, we've got mobile demon killing offices. All I can think of now that we're talking about this is Iwafune coming out with his own version called Mighty Number no. Five. <laughs> part of me died on the inside that my ADHD came up with that but at the same time I'm not sorry yeah uh, <laughs> so other than that they also announced Just Cause 4 uh, cool I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of Just Cause 4 they also announced Gears 5 which got some la uh, some 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 uh, people weren't the most excited for it because the main protagonist is a woman and everyone you know how Gears is masculine, wow. yeah, yeah, masculine game culture and and all that other stuff. So, yeah, Gears Five looks dope. Uh, Speaking of Gears, they have that Gears Pop game for your phone. That that's that's gonna be cool. The new Gears game. Oh my god, the logo is sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm dude. I'm I haven't seen the logo yet. It, I wasn't around for that part of E3. Like, I'm not even the a huge Gears fan. I'm like, I'm not even a big Microsoft fan. I, I enjoy Sony's first party more, but the game, like, I was like, that looks really cool. Gears is good. Mechanically, it's fantastic. All this other stuff. But also, they're just like, hey, and it's coming to Game Pass. Every Microsoft game here is coming to Game Pass. And I was just like, yo, I might buy an Xbox because all I have to do is pay $10 a month and I can play all these Microsoft first party games with game pass i mean that that's one of the that's one of the biggest deals that came out of microsoft's thing in my opinion to, that to is definitely honest. something oh yeah eh, it, it goes back to the old adage of mmos for me uh back in the day i wouldn't touch an mmo because i refused to pay to pay to play 
And I feel like they're just doing the same thing because it worked for a lot of people to pay to pay to play. But it's it's more of a it's like Netflix, though, Glenn. That's what you're understanding. It's the 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 Microsoft uh, the Games Pass thing is you pay 10, 12. I think it's twelve dollars a month. So I think it's like twelve ninety nine a month. And you basically get this get access to this whole slew of Microsoft um, first parties and third parties that mm-hmm. come in and out for a, a and it's it's Netflix. Like you pick it, you you pick it, you download it to your system, and you can play it. And once you've downloaded it, as long as you don't delete it, whether even if they remove it from Game Pass, you can still play it. And as long as you're paying for your subscription. So I gotta say this: for the longest time, um, so my family was early adopters of Netflix, and shortly okay. after that, uh, when when GameFly first started, the, like the first month GameFly was out, and I used GameFly. All the time. Well, until I didn't, basically. Uh, basically, when the Wii came out, I know I was no longer using Gamefly. At, uh, I was a, a very avid member of um, OnLive. So for those of you who don't know what OnLive is, it's a little tiny box, and it's also an app that allows you to stream games. And at first, what they wanted you to do is buy games, and I bought a whole bunch of games. But then they created a similar service. You'd pay $10 a month, and you'd have access to like 80% of their library. And I got to say, I am always a huge, huge fan of services like this. Um, anytime, anytime it's just like pay a subscription and then do all of the things, I will jump on that. Um, I, I Netflix is, is a huge part of my life. Spotify, Amazon Prime, um, even uh, even uh, Kindle now has a has a streaming service where you can pay a little bit and, and you can have access to books. And I'm like, yep, this is perfect. <sighs> You know, to be fair, I, I've kind of been debating on that Kindle subscription service. So I can definitely understand why people are excited about the Microsoft thing. And having it better explained makes sense to me. It's just at first it felt like more of an MMO-esque kind of pay-to-pay-to-play because you're buying the console. But if you're going to be buying the console for other things anyways, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, I think I think what's really cool, too, is the fact that you can just on your console and get spotify on your console and you know what i mean then it just becomes I'm gonna, your i'm gonna stream to my box. music on their console now yeah you can yeah you can have spotify like consoles nowadays are not only just game systems but they're also just entertainment hubs period like you do For hulu my favorite one. hulu netflix amazon like we, we i've cut the cord true. like my wife and I, we don't have cable anymore like we stopped doing cable and we basically do youtube um, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. That's our. That's what how we get our visual entertainment. Makes sense. Okay, I gotta say this. Um, and this is this is a further aside from the the thing, but I do I do gotta say this. Um, because I do think it's 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 relevant to to where the games industry is going. Christy and I had cable the entirety of our relationship, so we have been together over a decade, and we have not had cable at all. We have just done Netflix. We occasionally did Hulu, but I'm not a. I have issues with Hulu, things like that. Hey, right now, as an avid things as subscriptions guy, and I'm a minimalist. I I don't like owning a lot of stuff because because uh, personally, on Comicsology, uh, I have something like three thousand comic books. Um, I have uh, I have nearly four thousand Steam games. Um, I have a whole bunch of digital movies that I purchased, digital digital soundtracks that I purchased and things. Um, but very much 
enjoy the these services. The the thing that that I was I was trying to say because because Grant mentioned that now are these these media hubs. I'm going to give it kudos to Nintendo. The Switch is not a media hub, and it does have it does have Netflix now. I think that was it, it has Hulu. It, it, well, it was. I didn't know that. I'll have to download it's, that shit. <laughs> Netflix has bon- ah, been on the Wii U for as long as I could remember. But Hulu, I'm not talking about, Hulu, not talking about that. Hulu because, was the first visual service, like first like movie television service that came to the Switch. Both and Wii U had a a buttload of um of entertainment services. They they did Hulu and Netflix and and iHeartRadio and stuff like that. I'm talking about the Switch specifically. The Switch just has Netflix, to my knowledge. They are not interested in the multimedia hub, and I think the reason for this is like it doesn't have a browser. It doesn't even have a browser. Now there's a way. I mean, to be fair, the browser on I think it was the Wii. Or maybe it was the Wii U was pretty butt cheeks to begin with. <laughs> we and the Wii U had this had uh, uh, browsers that were based off of each other and they were pretty terrible. And then the DS yeah. had Opera. Which oh, was not that's right. Good. Yeah, poop dick. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. The term. It, that's what we have put in it. I think I like I was I was actually having this conversation earlier with one of my neighbors because um, she was asking if if the the Wii U could do Netflix stuff. She's been thinking about buying one or not the Wii U, the Switch. Sorry. Um, and I'm like, no. Because Nintendo knows that everyone has a phone. Yeah, I yeah. honestly think that's the reason that unlike the Wii and the Wii U, they haven't gone full multimedia is because they know you already have 80 other devices in your house that can do it. It's one of the reasons why Vita stopped supporting like you could get Netflix on your Vita and Hulu and all that junk. But then after a while, they stopped updating it and stopped supporting it. They're just like, whatever. Like they don't even do YouTube anymore on, on the Vita. Like you used to be able to pull up YouTube on your Vita. You can't do that anymore. Remember uh, back in the day, I had my PSP. Uh, I modded it to run Windows 95. That was a mistake. What did you hope to gain out of that besides the fact of I can do it? That's exactly it. I could do it. And I had Internet Explorer. It was awesome. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, moving on, the uh, Gears 5, the, you have Division 2 was also from, was shown at Microsoft. And they're coming, they're going to DC, and I'm not the biggest Division fan, so I'm not going to say anything about it. I don't think, other than me, I guess I'm the one who likes first-person shooters and shooters in general in this. And I like, I like a fair amount. Uh, like, for instance, I'm hugely excited about Halo, though John should not be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about John Mighty Chef? No, he's, he's yes. talking about the <laughs> man who is Master Chief. Chef. Yeah. Yeah, Mighty Chef. Yeah. <laughs> Master Chef. No, Mighty Chef. Yeah. That, that's that's how we're throwing it down. Okay. It has to be the least amount of actual connections possible, but through the means of internet stupidity, you still understand. Yeah. My, <laughs> yeah. Micro, micro, or, or, or uh, what's another word? What's the opposite of micro? Giant. Macro. Hard, yeah. Giant, hard, um, halo, tangerines, uh, Mighty Chef. <laughs> but no, John should, John should not be alive. But no, I am I am definitely into to shooters, but I think that I don't like the division. I don't like it at all. I think it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, I, I played the division for a little bit while it was free. My computer barely ran it and I was bored the entire time because it took me four times the amount of loading time that it took one of my friends. Uh, uh-huh. Would I go back and try it now? No, because the story put me to sleep. It's the story is OK, oh. like this um, bio chemical gets released in the united states and everyone goes like zombie-ish kind of like 
sick and all this other stuff. It's interesting, but it well, mechanically I did like it was okay, but the enemies were bullet sponges, even more bullet sponges than so said Destiny. And people complained about how Destiny was bullet spongy and Division Two or Division is super bullet sponge. And I just never got into it. I just I I don't have time in my life for another live game other than Destiny. At least Destiny, for all of its faults, it's very visually appealing and it has some really interesting lore. And I like the fact that it's 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 aesthetic, but it's it's very much a kind of a science fantasy kind of a thing. I, I love I, I think Destiny like you said, oh, it's interesting. No, no, I don't even think it's interesting. I think it's so boring, and I've seen its premise a thousand times, and I just in, can't. Yeah, in, I can't care. Yeah, in various movies and stuff. I agree with you. So, yeah, I'll, moving. Do you, We're going to move on, hopefully. Anyone else have anything to say? Nope. All right. So Dying Light, Dying Light 2 was also announced on that stage, and again, I'm like, cool. It sure was. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. Uh, a game that I need to go back to, um, or actually I need to watch this trailer because uh, people who are fans of FromSoft and Bloodborne and all that other stuff, they announced a new game. It's uh, Sekiro oh. Shadows Die Twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks... It's Dark Souls for Weeaboos. <laughs> it was Neo. Yeah, it's... Similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, basically, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Neo 2 got announced by Sony, so, you know, what are you going to do? Fine. Yeah. No, it looks. I, I visually it looked cool. I mean, I mean the, this picture that there's this giant snake attacking a dude on a bridge. Um, I'm interested. I like I like Bloodborne. I don't like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Other than that, what do they see? Um, they announced. Yeah, they they got acquired some studios. They got Undead Labs, Compulsive Games, Ninja Theory, uh, Playground Games, who did Forza. So Forza is now owned by Microsoft. Uh, they also Rip. yeah. They had the initiative, so that's 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 from Polygon. That's like some of the biggest announcements from that. I mean, we would dive more in depth with it, but we're trying to like everyone, anyone who knows wants to know anything about E three has probably already read about it or know about it, and we're just giving our two senses and, and piece of like the main highlights. You know, yep. we all we our audience knows exactly what we're going to have the most commentary on. We're just getting to that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Bethesda was the next one, and uh, yes. Last big daddy Bethesda coming through and saying, oh, you like games that are basically the same, but have different settings. One's in fantasy, one's post-apocalyptic. Let me let out the other one. Zip. (laughs) And we got Elder Scrolls 6. We got Fallout 76 set in West Virginia. And I'm going to accidentally let my wallet implode on at least Fallout 76. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm super disappointed in Fallout 76 because basically they Bethesda's made um Fallout into a multiplayer MMO RPG versus the single player experience that Fallout was. So yep, it, yep, it, I can see that. It's I'm going for me, the and I was a, other than the setting, I was like this setting looks super cool. The monsters they showed, I believe there was a Mothman in it. Um uh, I was like All almost right. almost. It was very close to Mothman. Yeah, there's like there's like oh. a shadow of like what could yeah possibly have been a Mothman and, and everything yeah. about it. I was like, this looks really cool. And they're just like, well, you can play with everybody and you can build all this stuff. And I'm like, I hated building in Fallout Four. Um, that oh, was my man. Least. I fucking loved building in Fallout Four. Oh, I I didn't. That was my least favorite thing. And then they're oh, like, after I you made, build, stuff, I made my own fun house where I get to torture random people and then refresh my uh, quick save. <laughs> 
Yeah, just other- have a feeling that this is going to be something kind of like Elder Scrolls Online, where it's just a distraction until we get uh, Fallout Five. Yeah, which I'm still okay with, to be honest. Yeah, and and Elder Scrolls, no, uh, Elder Scrolls Six was um teased. Going to High Rock. It was it was teased and going to High Rock, and it's going to be freaking awesome. I'm is excited. It, is that what everyone's deduced from the? No, the... that's super obvious because of the mountains and the ocean and shit. No, we are in High Rock, and it's oh, it's gonna be so cool. Nerds. <laughs> There was no there Talking was no video games? How dare you? This is a cultural sport. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some people who are like I'm like uh no. So yeah. Some people aren't a fan because Vats is involved or is not involved. Other people are not a fan of the multiplayer idea. I, on the other hand, will actually enjoy this for as long as I can. Because if I get to build stuff to make my own hidey hole away from all the other jackasses playing the game, I'm going to be good. But then but then you have the chance of it getting nuked and destroyed. Yeah, and you know what? At that point, I don't have to play anymore. And then you're like, I'm done. Fuck this game. <laughs> and then I go back to single-player mode with Fallout 5 F the World Edition. Be um, more clear, because it, it seems like they weren't giving anyone a straight answer as to whether or not there will actually be NPCs. Yeah, I've heard a mix. I've heard yes and no. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, it's they didn't release it. They didn't drop a release date for it, right? Or did they? Not that I know of, no. I know the beta. You can sign up for the beta and stuff. Yeah. 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 Elders, yeah. They tease Starfield, which I'm interested about that. I'm wondering what that is. Like a whole new IP. And if it's yeah. if it's like Elder Scrolls in space, that's gonna be dope. I mean, then I'm basically going to have what I would hope for for the return to Mass Effect, and I could just forget about you know Andromeda. I mean that, and the fact that it's owned by EA, so it's never going to be the same. Yeah. But yeah, Bethesda is probably was one of my favorite uh, conferences. They finally it started getting the conferences started re- getting really good. Yeah. Other than Andrew WK coming out and playing a song and for Rage Two, and I'm just like, this is this is really weird. But I like Andrew WK. <laughs> I was gonna I was say weird, but okay. I was not expecting Rage Two because I didn't think anyone remembered Rage One. Yeah. I'm surprised. It looks like almost like a full reboot. I don't understand why they didn't just call it Rage and just completely annex Rage, to Rage, the original Rage. Because it probably won't be a reboot. Yeah. Well, that means that their sequel, they could do a racing game and call it Streets of Rage. Oh wait. <laughs> um, also, yeah, Doom and Inter- Doom Eternal was teased. The new Doom and. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super stoked That's about right. that. There's a new Wolfenstein game uh, in the works or. or yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's a DLC for uh, DLC for Wolfenstein Two, but it's called um, the Young Blood, and it focuses on B.J. Blazkowicz's twin daughters in the 1980s. So that'll be interesting. Gonna, nice. I'm just gonna say, I am so happy to live in a timeline where Wolfenstein and Doom are relevant IPs again. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Dude, even Quake. Quake is a relevant IP now. Like there are people who play Quake. It Quake is still out, like it's on PC and there are tournaments and there's millions of dollars on the line every year in tournaments and yep. like it's it's incredible that was there the a new only thing? Yeah, it's Quake. It's not Quake Champions, but it's there's a new Quake. I don't I don't remember what it's called. Quake Arena? Uh, Quake Live? I 
No, but I do know what you're talking about. It's technically free to play. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, but it, it's, it's, it's Quake though. It's okay. Jim, what were you saying? The only thing that I am upset about with the Doom trailer is the fact that it's going to be at least a year away. That is the only thing because every other thing was just like it. I, I remember being a kid watching my dad play that occasionally late at night. And just like that, those visuals, I had the same sense of like, just everything is going to hell in a complete hair basket that I did when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to buy Rage 2, but um, you remember, the, if you watch the press conference, remember the singing head with Rage 2 that they showed? That was like no. the Billy Bass thing. It was like the mutant that had like a nose vagina and a bunch of teeth. Um, that is the Rage 2 Collector's Edition, and it is $119.99. And I was about to say, someone needs to get their sinuses cleaned? Yeah, no. It, um, I'm definitely going to um, I'm, I'm gonna buy that because I want that Rage, like really weird, messed up singing wall head on my wall. I need to repurpose a big mouth Billy Bass. Yeah, no, that's Don't what it is. It, Bethesda it. tweeted it out, and it's voiced by Andrew WK. <laughs> nice. It says, it sings, it jokes, and now it's coming to a wall near here. Get your own Ruckus the Crusher with the Rage 2 Collector's Edition. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give them that. That is cool. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it's dope. So, And they also, yeah, Elder Scrolls Blade. That's going to be interesting. Yep. Also, they have two VR titles they announced. Prey Typhoon, uh, Typhoon Hunter, not Typhoon Hunter? And Mooncrash, anyway. right? Mooncrash is also VR. Yep. Wolfenstein Cyberpilot. Yeah. I think Bethesda did a good job. I enjoyed oh, their, their, their stuff. Oh, also, the fact that they made that joke about <laughs> Skyrim for, uh, for Alexa was pretty great. Very special edition indeed. Oh god, yeah, that was that was great, and it's real. It's true. It actually oh, yeah, is it a thing. Exists. Yeah, which is makes it even better. Can't forget that that Skyrim very special edition. Um, so very special indeed. Moving on, you had Square Enix was the next following one, I believe, on uh, Mon. Was it Sunday? Yeah, Sun. Nope, that was Monday. Monday, and that was Square Enix. Oh man! And you wanted to talk can't about hear, the. Awful... I can't wait to hear what they were going to say about Final Fantasy VII the remake. What? Uh, Nothing. Yeah, that that sure is what fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I was so disappointed. Like I sat down. It was at lunch. Uh, it was around like my break at work, and I start. I had it pulled up, and I was watching it, and I'm like, and I expected like at least an hour of games, and it just showed like 30 minutes of trailers, and I was like, that that's it. They've already given me Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. I no longer need to care about anything else Square, Square Enix ever makes, ever. Yeah, Oh, so the, the trailers they showed during their, their thing was Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which looks great. It's more Tomb Raider, so if that's your jam, it's there. I prefer Uncharted, but that's just me. Um, Dear. They also showed uh, Monster Hunter World Cross Final Fantasy XIV. Didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, that sure is. Uh, they also showed Dragon Quest XI. Um, which is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Cool. They also showed a game called Babylon Fall, which I remember seeing that. It's the new Platinum Games near Intomata like collaboration thing. Hmm. So I remember watching that. That was cool. Oh, one of the coolest things they come out with was the project uh, Project Octopath Traveler. Um, and they announced that a demo was available, and you could download it, and you can also play it, and it carries your information over to the real game when it releases. 
huh. Traveler is uh, something that I've been I've been hoping for for a while. Oh man, it's so good. I played the first demo and I was like, this this is a demo. This is like four hours worth of content in a demo, and I was like, this is incredible. Very similar to what they did with um uh with Bravely Default. Yeah, that that's the same guys who are working right the the same people the developers who did Bravely Default is working on Octopath Traveler, correct? the case and that's one of the reasons why i'm so excited yeah never got into it but anything on the, dude it's on the switch like i'll play any fucking game on, i'll play any game on the switch i don't even care it, like it could be change a baby's diaper on the switch and i'm like you know what i'll give it a shot because it's it's on the switch i mean i, I just the, the i just thought of like one of the most boring terrible things to do changing diapers. it was called play final fantasy 10 2 hey final fantasy 10 2 not a bad game not a bad game the thing is, the, um, if you wanted to change a baby's diaper on a Nintendo console, that was called Babysitting Mama, and that was on the Nintendo 3DS. So, uh, it looked like the past you up, man. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that on the Switch. Oh, well, maybe they... Bring, oh, man, they I remember sh- Gender Roll Mama. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying. Facts. Hashtag facts. Right. All right. It, uh, so, Just Cause 4 and a game called The Quiet Man, which I didn't get to see. And then everything that everybody was excited for, Kingdom Hearts 3. And they showed some more footage, and I'm super excited for. Uh, everyone is a is a wide statement to make, my friend. Everyone is me. Everyone is me. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's <sighs> fair. <No>. And that, that's <laughs> I know kinda... you're very much into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, but yes, you definitely. Yeah, I, I was excited for it. It looks beautiful. It looks awesome. Um, I was sad to hear that during um, the convention or the, the showing, the preview test, that people stated that it felt floaty and it felt like um, a game that was... It felt like a PS2 game, like mechanically, like the feel of it on a controller. And I was like, that's that doesn't sound great, but it is... Kingdom As someone Hearts. that's experienced a PS2 game on a PlayStation 4 recently... Let me express to you uh, my disdain for that existence. Yeah, it's it doesn't play the best. No, it certainly doesn't. <laughs> yeah, okay, so moving on to that, we also next one we had the Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're still a company. <laughs> yeah, they they actually um they didn't get bought out by what was the company that had the hostile takeover for a long time? Not sure. That was trying to take over Ubisoft. It it was yeah they they finally backed off of it. So now it's. I don't know. As much as I want to be angry at Ubisoft, because it seems like Assassin's Creed is literally we're going to take every other game and make it the beta test for the next game, because screw you, that's why. Uh, And the fact that they would take every game and pump it out year after year with decreasing and more obvious lack of quality and interesting gameplay, as well as interesting plot, as well as plot that made sense because these were constantly spewed out like someone that had lactose intolerance and just ate a giant amount of cheesy chili. One that I was, was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was just, I was starting to give up on Ubisoft. But now that I'm seeing that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming, and this has not been a, one of those games that they spewed out constantly, I'm having a little bit of uh, a little bit of interest. It's been like two, a year or two since they mentioned Beyond Good Evil 2, it, and it, had that big old they showed it smooth looking cinematic. Yeah, well, they showed it at last year's E3, and now they have. I don't know if you joined the Space Monkey Project. I'm very curious to do that and they have sponsored or 
co-collaborated with Joseph Gordon-Levitt with his hit record group to make content and have content creators make things for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is quite interesting, and a lot of people on the internet were upset about it. Because they're basically getting I'm, free labor out of it, I guess. Yep. I can't wait for PewDiePie to show up on it. <laughs> Another Fiverr ordeal. <clears throat> yeah, basically. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, eh. So it's po- just, just, uh, eh. Yeah. So uh, Polygon has every trailer that Ubisoft had. Um, they had Beyond Good and Evil 2, which were, uh, they also showed a new Trials game. Tom Clancy's Division 2, which we've already mentioned. Mario and Rabbids mm, Kingdom yes. Battle, Donkey Kong Adventure. Interesting. It's a DLC for Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids is a really good game. Like it's fantastic. Surprising. I've heard nothing but I've heard nothing but good things, and I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, it's one of those things where it should have been a train wreck, and what came of it was just so much better than it deserved to be. So yeah, <laughs> fair. Yeah, it was a huge surprise. I bought it, and I was like, oh wow, this is this is great. This is a good RTS. Like everything about this is done well, and it's good. Like, everything about it's great. Uh, they also showed more of Skull and Bones, which is basic. Uh, if I remember correctly, Skull and Bones is originally on last year when they showed it. Um, Skull and Bones was, hey, you liked Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Well, now you're the ship and only the ship. <laughs> yep. You are now personified as the ship. We're going to log you into Fair Infinity. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a VR game called Transference, which is a VR puzzle game. Looks, okay. Looks cool. And okay. then they showed Starlink, which last year they showed that off as well, where you could, you basically, it's for Switch, Xbox, PC, um, and P- place, uh, PS4. Uh, it's for every platform imaginable. And you buy parts and pieces and you build like a... R- a little miniature starfighter, like a spaceship, and you play this game. So it's like a mix between what's the uh, Skylanders, but with spaceships that you that are red, no idea. that are read by your console yeah. or PC. And no idea. They also have yeah the Arwen for the Switch version. Yeah, and now, but yeah, na- yeah, yeah, the Switch version has the Arwen, the Star Fox Starfighter. Nice. Yeah. So I assume next on Nintendo's docket was Metroid Prime Four. No. <laughs> Uh, they showed uh, uh, an expansion for For Honor. Uh, they also showed off the Crew 2. And then they showed Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is, you know, it looks cool, but I'm, I've am i been through with Assassin's Creed for a long time. I haven't played an Assassin's uh, Creed since 3. Will they give me an Assassin's Creed game that's in 1920s New York or feudal Japan? I don't care. That's, yeah, both of those sound super interesting. Russia, that could also, that could also work. Yeah. Moving on to the next ones. We got my favorite. Let me turn this page here. Sony. Yeah. Next one. Is oh, Sony. man. Shenmue 3? No. No. Did you even watch? <laughs> they didn't show shit. Um, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> well, they didn't show Shenmue, so let's move on to Nintendo. Game's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Metroid 4, Prime 4 and Bayonetta 3 and Pokemon for the Switch. Yeah. No. Well, on Sony, they showed The Last of Us 2, which looked fantastic. Looks beautiful. Oh, it's, yep. Okay. You're yeah. right. The Last of Us 2 did make an appearance, and that looked pretty great, and I loved The Last of Us. So I'm excited to see what The Last of Us 2 brings out. Yeah. It, people, dude, people were so, like, the internet. And other than that, they also had the debacle with the, the Switch and Sony being like, you know, fuck you all. If you play Fortnite on the PlayStation, you can't play it anywhere else kind of deal other than PC mm-hmm. and mobile. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, that whole debacle. That's the biggest I thing. I do love the Twitter wars going on about that, though. 
Dude, <laughs> I bet that's get some good stuff. I'm on not there. even going to get Dude. into it. It falls Dude. back to our discussion with Battle Royale, and like I don't even care about Fortnite, so it doesn't affect me. And and I know it's like I understand Sony has no reason to be pro consumer because like we're on top. They they've gotten they're kind of being cocky and shitty like they were when the, the introduction of the PlayStation Three. Where like, oh it's seven hundred dollars. That's cool. You'll get a second job if you want one. Kind of. Yeah. But yeah, Last of Us Two looked beautiful. It looked fantastic. Um, I'm super excited for it. Um, then they sh- also showed uh, Destiny 2's um, new expansion, Forsaken, and showed a little bit of the story of how uh, Prince Sov is going to kill Cade, and then you're on a path of revenge, and I'm super stoked for that. Um, alongside that, they showed Sony Bend, not Sony Bend. Um, fuck, who's Sony that? Arms? Wait, no, that's no, not it either. Sony Bend is doing Days Gone. That's that's their game. Um, gotcha. Sucker Punch's new game. I believe, and that is Ghost of Tashima, and it hmm. looks gorgeous. And it's like the, the the preview that they showed, the video they showed, is this samurai and he's running through, and you you you. It starts on a hill, and there's this beautiful giant field of grass and this golden grass, and you call your horse, similar to The Witcher, like you you whistle. You get on your horse, and you're going through this village that's on fire, and you're like, oh well, there must be something over there. You get to this village, and you have to sneak through, and you kill these these guys beautiful like it's everything it does it does the whole katana thing like he does the slash and the shake and then puts it back in his sheath if you're a fan of akira kurosawa or if you like samurai films or anything like that this game will speak to you that's just what my gut says like, yeah it, it looks gorgeous it looks beautiful it's it's visually i mean everything about it looks incredible and i'm really excited to play it yeah i agree that does look like a really cool game uh, they also showed uh, this uh, Remedy's new game called Control, which looked like a physics kind of game, like where you're pushing and throwing and, and all this other stuff. Oh my god, I can't forget. We gotta remember, Kojima is no longer with Konami. Yeah. And that means Death Stranding is was a-, a thing that showed up on E3 this year. Yeah, it did. It showed a bit. They they showed a big clip, a big uh, ostensive like um piece of Death Stranding, and it looks they still don't know what that it's about. Why the enough internet for the day three times within that trailer that I, I watched it just to say I have fed like watched the whole thing, but at least three times of that I went well. This alone is I, I'm done with the internet for the day. It is so bizarre. It it is. It's bizarre. totally bizarre, but I totally imagine it's a metaphor for when Kojima worked for Konami. Look at the amount of things he's traversing, climbing, struggling with, carrying overburdening loads, dealing with taking the L of all the BS Konami throws his way. Yeah, it's some this kind is of literally him just being like, yeah. So this is what working for Konami's like, and now they make slot machines. Yeah, and then I'm going to plug a weird baby into my body, and then I can see these invisible things and stuff. Like, that game looks straight up weird, and I'm super excited. corpses, but were they corpses, or were they, like, Like just... Yeah, dimensional beings. I don't know. I'm super interested. I'm very curious of how this is going to do. It's Kojima unchained, unhinged. He has, like, they're just like, here you go, Kojima. Here's a shitload of money. Work your magic. Yeah, it's going to be the um, the whole Tim Burton effect where if like Tim Burton works best when he has constraints and people telling him no and not a big budget. I am super scared that Kojima is going to be like Tim Burton, like with an unlimited paycheck and no one to tell him no. 
I'm super scared that this is going to turn into unplayable garbage. I hope it won't. It looks fascinating, at least from a psychological perspective. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, like, you know what it really made me think of, though? The Postman with Kevin Costner from, like, the 90s. I, I When he was walking, it was like, this looks almost just like that movie, you know? That would make some sense because Kojima is a huge fan of movies. Like, he loves movies. And I think originally he wanted to direct and make movies. And then he fell into the video game. I mean, that wouldn't make sense with a lot of the stuff that he's put out. Yeah. But I'm going to have a little more faith in him because this is the guy that brought us Metal Gear Solid 1 through 5. Yeah. I'm, 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 I have faith in him. Um, I'm, I will buy it. Like, I really, I'm tired of seeing things about it. I'm like, what is this? Like, they couldn't have showed anything. Like, Kojima could have came out on the stage and showed, like, a still image. And I would be like, all right, cool, I'm buying that. (laughs) That's understandable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was like, a Kojima production. I'm like, all right, I'm down. All right, cool. Uh, Of the two people I would expect to be able to pull that off, Kojima would be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Other than that, it's Rockstar. There's Rockstar and Kojima. They're like, they can show a still image and sell millions of copies. With no context whatsoever. So they also showed Resident Evil 2 remake, and it looks awful, uh, awesome. Not awful. It looks fantastic. It looks. I mean, as someone who's a fan of Resident Evil, I'm excited. I, I really hope that they're they're going to uh, put in some Code Veronica stuff into there, um, since they happen concurrently. Um, make a lot of sense for me. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it, 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 I'm I'm sure it's going to be great. I hope it's great. It's um, probably going to be really really good. Um, I, I like the fact that they're, they're combining elements from four because, you know, four really sort of changed up everything just, (laughs) yeah, I hope that, uh, I think that there are no more tank controls. I believe what I've listened to on other podcasts and other people in the games industry, when they were discussing it, that when they played it, there were no tank controls. I think they're there if you want them, but why would you? And that it's plays similar to four, but not like it better. So I hope, dude, you give me a Resident Evil game that plays like Dead Space, and I'll be all on it. <laughs> because Dead Space, like, that's what, I played Resident Evil 4, or Resident Evil 5, and then I played Dead Space, or Dead Space, then RE5. And I was like, why am I, as soon as I draw my gun, I'm like, steal. Like, I can't move, I can't do anything. I'm like, why is that a mechanic in Resident Evil still? Like, why do I have to pivot from one foot and turn around in a circle? Once my gun's drawn. Like, why can't I walk forward like you can in Dead Space? And uh, then they showed Justin Rowland's new game. If you don't know who Justin Rowland is, then... Roiland. Roiland, yeah, yeah. Creator of Rick and Morty. Co-creator of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they showed the game Trover Saves the Universe. And uh, boy, howdy, does it look... Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely... Did it just seem like uh, he was kind of just phoning it in? You know, uh, when he was doing the voiceover in the bathtub and stuff. Oh yeah, he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm the I'm the bathtub guy. Look at look, yeah, it's it's cool. Look at this gameplay. Yeah, yeah, I'm the look. Yeah, there it's me again, the bathtub guy. Um, all right. Yeah. No, I, I it, the whole thing just sort of seemed really phoned in, and it seemed like because he has a lot of creativity outside of his Rick and Morty stuff. So I'm I'm just a little concerned that it, it's playing too much on the whole Rick and Morty aesthetic. But Morty fan, but it just seems. Yeah. No, uh, but, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping for something new and more. What's creative. the VR game? Well, that I he guess did. that we just don't have a high enough IQ to enjoy the concepts of the creator of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Cough. We don't. <laughs> yeah. What's What's the VR game that he created? That's also in very similar in the vein of Rick and Morty and and this game. This Trover saves the virtual universe. reality. No. No. 
there was a Rick and Morty VR game. Yeah, but, it, but it's not a Rick and Morty VR game. It's made by Justin Rowland. It's the 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 get sh- or Swifty Productions or whatever. But like, no, I've played the I've played the um, Rick and Morty one, but I've not played the other one. Yeah, it's like Job Simulator, but it's like not you know, like the get your way out of hell and all this other stuff. It's it's weird but hilarious and incredible. Sony also showed more of Kingdom Hearts three, and they announced the Pirates of the Caribbean world. And uh, yep, that is that is a cool idea. Yeah, that was in that's in two. You haven't got there yet. Nope. Yeah, in two <laughs> you have you have Pirates of the Caribbean level, and you also have a Lion King level, and. Tetsuya Nomura wanted to do a Lion King level forever because he loves Lion King. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Death Stranding, of course. Um, whatever. It looks great and whatever that is. And then Spider-Man, which they oh, we got a story. Okay. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Can he swing? From a web? The web? I don't, I don't know. Web? Yeah, I said from a web. I don't know. Uh, from I was, a web, France? Yeah, I was going to go more of the 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 late 90s early 2000s of spider-man spider-man spider blood radioactive spider blood active spider-man period i don't care with the exception of possible upcoming one that one looks freaking amazing spectacular spider-man's the best one spectacular spider-man is that that is that's the one in the 90s right like the late 90s 2000s Spectacular Spider-Man, right? Nope, Spectacular Spider-Man was mid-2000s. Is that the one when Disney took over? Yep, it's the one... No, no, it's the one right before Disney took over. It's the one with the really shitty art style. Oh. Totally the wrong song. (laughs) (laughs) No, the Emissary of of Hell, Spider-Man. I cannot wait for this game. It looks... So goddamn cool. Uh, it looks good. It the does. things I've read about it, like that it feels great. Swinging around New York City feels fantastic. It makes you feel like Spider-Man. You feel powerful. You feel like a very seasoned, been eight years on the job Spider-Man. I, I mean, all about it. I'm excited and I'm all in. No, I so um I'm I'm a huge fan of the the older open world Spider-Man games. Um Interestingly enough, I'm not one of those people who sings the praise of Spider-Man 2 to the rooftops. I honestly think that Ultimate Spider-Man was a better game. However, this is taking all of those ideas and combining them with the Arkham series ideas. I am a million percent sold. I am super hyped in right now. Please. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, when they showed the first trailer, I was like, all right, I'm, I don't even care. I'm buying it. <laughs> The only thing that the only thing that concerns me is I like his costume, but I'm very, very particular about my Spider-Man costumes. And it is in my it is in my lower 50 percent as far as favorite Spider-Man costumes concerned. But at the same time, seeing it in motion, you don't it's fine. You don't have to stick with it. That's your default one. You can get class. They, they've already announced like three different suits already. You have, There's like the I classic know. suit, the Iron Spider-Man suit from Infinity War and... I think in the punk spider punk one, there's going to be DLC for it. I guarantee you can have like, there's going to be tons of Spider-Man suits. Huge fan. And this is going to sound a little weird. Um, oh, just, just for all the audience who know this, um, Spider-Man is my second favorite superhero ever. I'm a Batman nerd by heart, but Spider-Man is my second favorite superhero followed immediately by the question and then Rorschach and then Nightwing. Um, so I'm a huge, uh, huge spider nerd. I like Spider-Man too. Spider-Man. But, um, 
the thing is that if I had to say what my two favorite suits are, they would have to be um, the uh, Superior Spider-Man suit one and Superior Spider-Man suit two. Uh, that was back when uh, when Doc Ock took over as Spider-Man in Peter's body. Yeah. Great. Instead of like instead of like cloth eye things, they're literal goggles. Yeah, it was dope. and there it's a it's a black and red suit and it has like the uh, both of them have the Ben Riley style um, spider that goes up the shoulders and it's just it it's was... so glorious. And if they have either of those suits or both of those suits in this game, the best thing for me, I'm a big fan of the old school Ben Riley Scarlet Spider suit of just like the the looks like the hoodie with the sleeves ripped off with the Spider-Man symbol on it and like just. It's cool. Yeah, I was talking about I was talking about his stint as Spider Man, not his, oh, his yeah. Scarlet Spider suit. Yeah. Did but they um his redo I, I like how nineties the the blue hoodie just is. It's <laughs> so gloriously over the top. Uh, I mean other than other than that, let hold on, let me let me let me yeah, we got Spider Man and yeah, that that's about it. Yeah. Follows the senators it looks like it's gonna be like the Sinister Six kind of deal and everything. It it looks great. I'm buying it. I yeah. Um I'm I, I play Sony games occasionally. Um, I were invested in what Sony does most of the time, but this is definitely a game that I need to pick up and I'm going to be picking up uh, Kingdom Hearts three as well. And I you have I, I'm actually more excited for Spider-Man than I am than I am Kingdom Hearts three. You just it's you, weird yeah. because I've been with the series forever. Kingdom Hearts. <sighs> yes. Like. <laughs> I'm I'm in that same boat, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, Kingdom Hearts three! It's amazing! Get hype!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I bought every iteration, every re-release, all that stuff. I bought them all." And I'm just like, "I mean, have I just ran out of hype for the franchise?" Or I have. Oops, sorry. No, I don't know. I just I feel like I've, I've just I feel like I've either I've just ran out of hype, or I've just temp- I know what I'm getting into, and I know I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a great time, and I'm going to fall in love again with the series. That I don't need the hype, like I don't need to pump myself up for the game because I already know I'm just going to enjoy it and love it and have a great time. Here's my two cents. As a, uh, I, I, I played Kingdom Hearts one a lot. Granted, most of that time was spent blowing things up on the gummy show, but I loved, loved this like the I, plot ideas and the mechanic ideas and stuff like that. The potential of where Kingdom Hearts can go when I played that. Uh, I've played two a little bit, and I've played uh, the 365 over two days, whatever that is. However you want to say that. So 358 over two days. Yeah, but I've all but beaten in the last like 30 minutes of the game, if that, at this point. Um, So I'm one of those people that I will go watch video game lore, you know, I've watched the videos, the hour-long video explaining the Zelda timeline. I've watched so many Star Wars and Star Trek about the different battle cruisers and this, that, the other. But when I look at the Kingdom Hearts, there's like an hour and a half to two-hour video just explaining what in the hell has gone on in the series to lead up to three. It's like... Uh, how uh, You need to know. And... And I will preface this by saying I'm a comic book guy. I am I am the resident comic lore expert of my friend group. So big complicated lore does not bother me. I do not think that Kingdom Hearts lore is even remotely confusing. I'm, I didn't think Inception was confusing. I didn't think Equilibrium was confusing. I didn't think that um, uh, that uh, movie with the with the magicians 
Oh, there's two the of prestige. them. There's the prestige, and then I think there's the musti- the magicians uh, or whatever. Hugh Jackman uh, no, was in one, and Edward Norton was in the other. Right? Yeah, the illusionist was the was the one. Yeah, illusionist in the prestige. Specifically yeah. about the prestige. I did not think that was confusing. So I like me long, complicated lore, and I also like time travel movies. I'm glad you you knocked you did that tip without giving the spoilers away because Kingdom Hearts three yeah or three D drops throws that weird like darkness is ability to travel through time and space and all this other shit. <laughs> so the thing is though that the key to enjoying Kingdom Hearts, in my opinion, the lore is unimportant, and I mean that main series games, not the spinoffs. Um, the key to, to playing Kingdom Hearts is that the lore doesn't matter. You can enjoy the main series games without thinking about the lore. It, it really is unimportant. It's absolutely unimportant. The lore is only there for people who are specifically seeking out the spinoffs and for the people who actually care about the lore itself. Yeah, the, the, the minute plot threads that are, in, that are established in Kingdom Hearts 1 and then has traversed through said spinoffs and into the other mainline. All you need to know, um, other than that, is everyone is Xehanort. That's it. Once you once you realize that everyone's Xehanort, or, yeah. or at least Xehanort wants everyone to be Xehanort, then it's fine. That's all you need to care about. Yeah, yeah. Organization thirteen, all of them Xehanort, all of them. It's, and he, he just wants everyone to be Xehanort. It doesn't. It's not that hard. Like, yeah. I didn't play that much of the two, so I guess we're gonna watch the video to understand what y'all are saying right now. <laughs> All you need to know is the bad guy's master plan is he wants to turn everyone into him and he's that and you have to stop him from doing that. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's yep. That's a service level plot. Yep. All it it the plot, the nitty gritty is mostly, oh, Nort, this Xehanort and who was Xehanort when? It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yep. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yep. And that Anselm is Xehanort, and then, but there's an old, yeah, just, yeah, when you dive into it, you're just like, what, huh? Yeah, okay, all right. Yes, don't dive into it. Yeah. If you don't dive into it, if you honestly say, no, I'm, like, if you look at it from Sora's perspective, Sora never knows anything. Oh, no, no, he's an idiot. Yeah. You can, don't play the spinoffs unless you want, because the spinoffs are nothing but dialogue about lore that really doesn't matter. But if you just play the main series of games, you don't need to care at all. I do recommend Birth by Sleep, though, because it's a great game. Favorite Kingdom Hearts game, and this is going to upset a lot of people. My favorite <laughs> Kingdom Hearts game is Chain of Memories, the original one. Yep. No, my favorite is 358 or Two Days, the original one, because I like the mechanic system, the leveling up system, and like the socketing stuff of the board. Oh my god, yes. But no, the... A lot of people say that I'm an idiot for liking Chain of Memories as much as I do, but I am a sucker for a good a good combat system that also has cards. So like Yeah, OG Chain of Memories is great. The the 3D one was just dog shit. Yep. Had this conversation with Glenn before we started recording. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> because uh I've been diving through the first Kingdom Hearts with Eric from uh my partner in crime from Nerdfit. And uh, our consensus is, uh, what the fuck are we playing? <laughs> but uh, like I said, haven't beaten it. Got to give it a shot. Yeah. In, in all honesty, two, uh, two is a lot better than one. 
Mostly. I've been hearing that a lot. I'm also imagining it's because they fixed the god-awful jumping in the game and the platforming and the camera angles and the generic quests that don't actually have any connection to the story or the uh, side quest in the quest that don't actually relate to said quest. A lot of it, but there's still a lot of that still there. The jumping is still a little, a little weird, but it is a lot fixed. The camera is still a little weird, but it's a lot fixed. The side quests are toned down tremendously. Um, there's a lot more of an actual kind of RPG yeah. feel to the game in 2. Remix is also However, a better way to play too, as well, because they brought dodge roll back in, and OG 2 did not have dodge roll. So in other words, the one that he got on the PlayStation 4 is the one to have grabbed. Yes. Instead of the original. Okay. Because I swear to fuck, if they took out Dodge Roll after that, oof. Yeah, they took off Dodge Roll. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think we honestly, uh, we should probably, when 3 comes out, we should probably do an episode on 1, to be, to be absolutely honest. I'll be down, because that gives me a reason to play. Like, I need to step back. I need to, I need to set Destiny down. Like, it's, it's a terrible, like, awesome, great crack that I love daily. Um, I love it. But I also I'm like I'm getting a little burned out with it. Forsaken's probably going to reinvigorate me, but that comes out in September, and uh, just all the grindy bullshit they've added into it lately has put much like much like Wind Waker. Me, Thorne, who's our business director here at Wraith, and also my best friend, as well as Cody, who's uh, one of our level designers, as well as my brother. Um, we play Kingdom Hearts one and two along with Wind Waker every single year. We go back and replay them. Nice. Um, I, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, <laughs> I haven't, dude. I haven't touched one probably. Um, I haven't. I I bought them on the PS3 and I dabbled in it. I never. I didn't beat it. Um, but literally, we I, we go from the beginning to beating it every single year, and I, we just pass the controller around. Uh, like I I beat I I beat the crap out of Kingdom Hearts one so much that it wasn't even funny. I think I had 120 hours, I had everything, I had all the weapons. I was one of those people that beat um, Sephiroth without the ultimate weapon. Nice. Yeah, like that's that's I mean in in Kingdom Hearts one, yeah, I beat Sephiroth without the ultimate weapon, and he's a bear. Like you don't think you're doing damage to him, but you are. And eventually you break his guard, and then you start doing damage to him. It's like a 45-minute fight without ultimate damage weapon. Damage sponges, by the way. Man, Kingdom Hearts has way too many damage sponges. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's great. I love I love it. Like, I wouldn't have named my son Roxas if I didn't love the series, so. Oh, and by the way, we we are always making fun of you for that around the studio. I want you to know. I don't care. <laughs> I know you hey, don't, but I just need to you know don't that. Care, that's okay. Yeah. Eh, whatever. I know a guy that named his kid Sephiroth. See, that's 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 yeah. Yeah, I that's hey, Grant. Yes. We were talking about Devil May Cry earlier. Y'all want to guess my uh, best friend's son's name? Dante. Yep. All right, that's cool. But Dante's a legitimate name. So is Roxas. It's a legitimate surname, and it's Persian, and it means Red Dawn of Day. It's a legitimate Wait, name. Really? No we shit. Make fun of you. We don't make fun of you for the name. We make fun of you for your devotion to Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah. Oh, because <laughs> yeah, because I have tattoos as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like it's like man, Grant loves Kingdom Hearts so much. He named his son Roxas, and it's literally the same group. We're the same group of people who literally beat the game again every year. So that's we are not ones to talk, yeah. but we do anyway. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> 
it's cool. I'm I'm uh I'm confident in who I am as a person, and it doesn't bother Good me. Be. You're amazing. There you go. <laughs> that's that's the entire. So the every the, the, the about it. yeah the uh, the coup de gras that everyone that I don't know if listeners have been waiting to, but I know Jay has been waiting to get to this, and it's Nintendo. And... Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, okay, okay. Let me preface. Following E3 this year, I will officially say I am a Nintendo fanboy. I've never wanted to admit it, but I will admit it now. I am a Nintendo freaking fanboy. I mean, now is a good time to admit it now that because Nintendo's killing it. Nintendo is yeah. killing it. Also, Metroid Prime oh, Jay, 4, Bayonetta 3, Pokemon for the Switch. Not Pokemon, Jay, let's go. So. Not Pokemon, let's go. Oh, yeah. Hey, you Pikachu 3 now with Eevee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to give this preface preface to the audience um, because this is something that has come up online so much. And a lot of people do not believe that Nintendo won E3. They don't believe this is because they thought they're like, oh, no, no. Nintendo basically only did the smash. The thing that people need to realize is Nintendo has anywhere between five to 12 press conferences a year. Yeah. Oh, that are 30 minutes to an that hour. Reminds me. At a time. That yeah. reminds me. I forgot. I'm excited for how Nintendo is going to continue Michomo. And they put Waluigi in Smash. Everyone really is there. Waluigi isn't in Smash. That's the point. And they're not continuing Michomo. <laughs> I think that's also yeah. the point. What ha- what have you been smoking, Glenn? And give me some of that, you know. I, I have <laughs> you a better world. Have you not noticed the recurring theme I have of all the things that were, you know, not actually happening at this year's E3? Yeah. Oh, what the recurring thing of just being wrong all the time. That's yeah. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it. they're not bringing out Metroid Four, uh, Metroid Prime Four, Bayonetta Three, Pokemon for the Switch. Uh, I made fun of Hate You Pikachu. Instead of it actually being, what is it? Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it. I'm not even going to talk about that. Oh, no, it's Nintendo time. We're talking about it, big boy. Hold on, Grant. Yes. Sorry. Um, Glenn. Yes. Um, Supposed to be prefacing the audience. Uh, We can't get too excited just yet. But uh, I do want to let the audience and you, because you weren't there for that, also know that there is an embargo in the podcast we are not allowed to talk about Pokemon. Oh, that's right. Argo. So, unfortunately, audience, we'll be skipping over. Uh, it was an oops, sorry, it, it was an embargo. It was it was a um. It's basically we're not talking about it. Just uh, uh, there's too much passion involved, whether it be good I or bad. I put the embargo passion. on. This yeah. is an official sponsor embargo. I forgot that was actually a thing. Yeah. I was just going to talk about how I hope it's like, hey, you Pikachu, and that was going to be all I had to say. <laughs> we, are, we are not talking about Pokemon, meaning one third of their press conference we're not going to be talking about. But I think we probably have enough enough. Yeah, we're good going on good. talking about Smash where we don't even need to. Yeah, we're good. And it's running super late. And I didn't even know it. So it's been a pretty good episode. I've been entertain, uh, entertained the whole time. So that's good. Audience, though, um, it should be noted that Nintendo runs... I, I said I said five to twelve. That's a little exaggeration, but they do several smaller press conferences throughout the year. Um, they haven't used E3 the way other people have used E3 for the past seven years. That's not something they do, and so E3 is just a larger version of their other smaller conferences. 
Meaning, we expected going into this, at least here at Wraith, we expected them not to go over a lot of different things. We knew they were going to announce one or two little things that we knew that they were going to be focusing on Smash Brothers and everything else was going to be waiting for the, in three yeah. months. There's going to be another one. And that's going to be that's going to be when yeah. they're going to talk about it. I, I, I think it's three months yeah. when they talk about other things. But so their press conference was small, but it was short and sweet and fantastic. But it was it was great. So I would start up. They had Damon X Machina, which looks really cool. Yeah, I'll give you that. It does. It's, I don't know anything about it, but I do think it could be pretty fun. It had that dope Japanese metal soundtrack as the mech was blowing up other giant, bigger mechs. So I'm all cool. I'm all down with some giant robots. Oh yeah. Uh, and a surprise with this Super Mario Party. I was that was a really cool surprise. I don't think anyone really expected that. Yeah, I did not expect that, and surprisingly, I'm half interested. No, in the idea of it i'll get it i wanted that i was i was very disappointed with mario party top 100 um mario party top 100 for those of you who don't know was supposed to be the uh, collection of the 100 best mini games in one in one game and what they did was there were a lot of youtubers and stuff who were speculating as to what this 100 top ones would be and it turns out when mario party top 100 finally came out Maybe three or four of the top 100 games that most people would recognize as the top 100 actually made it into the game. There were about 30 of the worst games of all time. We still do not know how Nintendo chose them. So when I heard that there was going to be a new Mario Party, however, the fact that they're using touch and they're using motion and they're using traditional controls and there's the ability to move around your device and it acts as a portable game and a and a console game and all this this stuff and the fact that it's a board game again because that's something we've been lacking from Mario Party um I I am so down for this I think it's oh, going to yeah. be freaking awesome We'll definitely have to do somehow set up a let's play of something or other We'll have to that's figure out hard yeah. yeah we'll have to figure out some way to do content but it'll yeah it won't be that hard I have an Elgato over here, so I can just plug it into the Elgato, and we can just yeah at least stream on this end. Yeah, you, yeah, I can stream on my end. Cajun can stream. Well, he yeah. I don't think you have a switch, do you, Cajun? I'll, I'll good talk. Yeah, I'll take that as a <laughs> yes. But yeah, Ma- yeah, the Mario Party game, the Super Mario Party looks awesome. The whole board game, I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm down. I love. I'll, I haven't played a good Mario Party in forever. I don't think I've played like a good a Mario Party game since like Mario Party Four. So, if that's if Mario anything. Party Top One Hundred had delivered on what it, they said they would, it would have been the best one, and then it would have actually been a a fitting thing to now because this one isn't even a numbered Mario Party game. This is Super Mario Party. It felt like they were saying, "Oh, Mario Party Top One Hundred is the end of an era entirely new," I mean, or at least back to basics. Yeah, I mean and. It, could be this seems possibly hopefully it's like a reboot of some sort like a, just a whole refreshing of the yeah. series yeah um however however uh top 100 was a lackluster send-off and it just makes me very sad yeah uh they also showed uh, xenoblade chronicles 2 torna the golden country as a dlc for xenoblade chronicles i have yet i have Exe- i have xenoblade chronicles i have it i have xenoblade chronicle chronicles 2 i have played maybe like 20 maybe like three or four hours to like barely scratch the service on this rpg and i've been wanting to get into it it's just there's not been hooks in it that have been getting that have hooked me yeah because the the game the 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 game like the fighting mechanics are not 
really there. Like, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. Like, the fighting mechanic part of it. But the story seemed interesting. But just mediocre fighting, battle mechanics and, and an interesting story was, has not been enough to really hook me just yet. So the thing is that um, from Project Rainfall, um, which brought us uh, Xenoblade, uh, the original Xenoblade, I was far more in, involved with the last story. But the Xenoblade ones? Xenoblade looked cool because there was giant mechs and stuff. I'm all down for giant mechs. You can't pilot giant mechs in this. Like, you get... No, what I mean is, um, uh, Project Rainfall, if you don't know, was something on the Wii where it was a group of people who were like, there are three great games, Xenoblade Chronicles, The Last Story, and Pandora's Tower, and they're like, games brought to America, and so they, they were a huge petition group to get them over. And the thing is, Xenoblade Chronicles became the most popular one. Um, I liked the last story way more. It's weird because I actually liked uh, uh, Xenosaga and Xenogears, which is in the same Xenoblade. But Xenoblade has nothing to do with them story-wise. It's just part of the same franchise. And I'm like, oh, this is... Yeah. Wasn't the, the Xenoblade, the Xenoblade, not the Chronicles one, the Xenoblade uh, ones are like you can be in the mechs and all that other stuff, right? Chronicles was the first Xenoblade game. Yeah, but wasn't Xeno Xenoblade Chronicles was you could couldn't you get in the mechs and stuff in that one? The one that was on the Wii U that was a GameStop exclusive and GameStop was opening packages. Yeah, the, I I am nearly po this is this is probably me showing my ignorance. I'm actually googling it right now. So uh, edit me out if I'm wrong. I believe that uh, that there was just a Wii U port of Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, no, that's what it is. So that's what you're thinking of. It was originally a Wii game, and and then there was a the port. Okay, and what what was the, On the Wii what was the uh, the Xeno game that they brought to the new Nintendo 3DS? It was Xenoblade Chronicles? Which, Hold on. which was a remake, right, or was a port of? I think I, I'm reading I'm reading through this right now, and it honestly I honestly think that it was on the Wii U and the Wii. Yeah, I know there was a Xenoblade. Okay, was all, they were all three the Xeno Xeno uh, Xeno Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know there was one game that was on the Wii, or or yeah, it was Wii or Wii U and whatever, and it was a GameStop exclusive. Sold they sold that like it was they were distributing it. GameStop was, and that they that game used was selling for like a hundred dollars. So GameStop was had these. And I've heard this from I heard this from someone who worked at GameStop. Okay, so it looks like that was Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking about where you get to pilot mechs and stuff. So yeah, I like giant robots. Sir, freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, moving on though, we have Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is the new Fire Emblem game. It looked great. I've I don't I don't have anything to say about it. And it was delayed, right? It's they don't they didn't put an announcement. Everyone thought it was coming out this year, and it's not coming out this year. Yeah, I've uh, yet to play a Fire Emblem game to be honest. So it looked cool, but it's just one of those I'm gonna end up missing. So you should um here here's what I'm gonna tell you, Glenn. You should play Fire Emblem. The Fire Emblem game you should start with, in my opinion, is just called Fire Emblem on the GBA. Okay. You play that, you will love the series. Period. Okay, I'll there's, keep that. In there's mind. nothing else I can tell you about that. That's fine. I uh, I'll it was keep that in mind. one that was brought to the United States. It was a remake of the first game, which was originally on the SNES. Um, we Fire Emblem was a long, long-running series. The game is actually Akania Saga, which was we weird because it was a broadcast satellite game, and it can only be played emulated now. Um, my number two is is probably um. 
probably three CS seven seven three, which in in my opinion is probably also the toughest one. Okay. Play if you play the game though, just play the GBA one, and in all honesty, then play the sequel. You you'll probably want to pick up. I'll keep that in mind then. Air Emblem seems like a really daunting series when you look at it from the outside, but really it's just like most of the games play pretty similarly. Don't play the games that are hard to import or really expensive to get copies of. Just play hold of and it's it's just a good time. Like it's no big. Yeah. Fire Emblem's okay. a good, good series. Uh they also overcooked too. Woo! Oh my god, overcooked. AKA, how can you screw over your friends without actually murdering them in a video game simulator? <laughs> and uh, this was actually a really good get for Nintendo when it's also coming to Steam, I believe. And that's Killer Queen Black, which yeah, that the story behind Killer Queen Queen Black is really cool because it started out as an arcade cabinet, correct? Like a giant arcade cabinet, and ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. A ten thousand dollar arcade cabinet. Yeah, and I know, I know it's a back to back arcade cabinet with for ten people. It's freaking massive. Um, our our local arcade uh tried to raise money to uh to get one. And I know unsuccessfully. Yeah, I know there's there's very few of them around. There's yeah, hence I guess the price of them. But yeah, it looks really cool. The Switch version is gonna be cool. This is what four v four instead of five v five, like the arcade is. And yeah, there's more Project Octopath Traveler stuff. Uh, Hollow Knight is also is coming to the Switch. Woo. Nice, which is good. I think I think that's a good game to you know sort of play on the go. Yeah, it's a difficult game. Very, it's, but it's beautiful. Oh yeah, the art yeah, style is really really cool. And then the end all be all of the Nintendo thing. And I thought it did run a little long, but Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Looks like it'd be fun. Uh, my only disappointment is going to be no Waluigi when they said everyone. It's kind of a kind of misleading and rude, dude. The, how many? How many? How many? They they announced Ridley, which brought the roster up to sixty eight characters. Correct? Or 68? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. This is this is a misconception that I have to burst this online, and I'm a huge. I wanted Waluigi. I'm going to say this right now. My list is Gino at number one, Waluigi at number two, um, King K. Rule at number three, Bomberman at number four, Legendary Starfy at number five, um, Ribbon Girl at number six. Like, I have... I, I I really want it in. When they said everyone, though, they didn't actually mean everyone. What they what they meant... And this is, this is what they said, too. Everyone previously in the games is Every, there now. Everyone who has been in Smash Brothers before. That's what they delivered. Yeah, Waluigi yeah, was a trophy, and, and right? They're right. Or an assist, yeah. tro- uh, an assist trophy. Waluigi was an assist. Still an assist. Yeah. If it was literally everyone, we'd have Legendary Starfy and Gino and Ribbon Girl, and we'd have all of these others. Yep. Um, Daisy, by the way, um, Daisy was in my top 10 once, so she's in there, and that makes me very happy. Yeah, she's a and, what kind of character? An alt character or whatever? Like, it's basically like the... Um, a mirror character. Yeah, a mirror character, yeah. Just Which a re- is a clone. Yeah, a reskin, a reskin of um, Peach. Same. Actually, boots. no. Mirrors are not reskins. Her hitbox is smaller. Well, her hitbox is shorter and wider, and um, because they've already said that mirrors do behave slightly differently, which confuses me because for some reason Doctor Mario is not a mirror, even though he totally should be. Yeah, is Metal Mario in it? Metal Mario has to be in it as well. 
because he was unlockable in OG Smash Brothers. That would be cool. It would have to be. Yeah. No, I'm excited for it, dude. Uh, I'm. I knew they were going to announce it at some point, sometime or another, and it was one of the reasons why I bought my Switch. I early adopted the Switch because Zelda was great. The I last had... Treehouse conference. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. It just. Oh man. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. The only thing I hope they bring back is. Well, I hope they bring some sort of structure to the main campaign like they did in uh, Brawl. Like, I like the cool campaign that was in Brawl. Mm, yeah. Glenn, it wasn't me trying to be like, no, you're dumb because you think that I just... No, I'm not worried, dude. Those uh, trailers alone is the reason why Nintendo won E3. You know, honestly, I'm going to say people who didn't watch E3 2017 are the people that won E3. <laughs> Because now they don't have a reason to feel super disappointed and missing out on things and waiting for other things as intensely as those who just heard about it afterwards. Yeah. I don't think Nintendo came out and said anything about Prime or I know they or Bayonetta 3. I know they mentioned the Yoshi game is now a 2019 game and it's not coming out in 2018. Which is unfortunate. But Nintendo of all of them is the least of the offenders. Like, Square is a huge offender of that. That's why when Kingdom Hearts, when they, Kingdom Hearts has, what, January? Is it January 29th, 2019 is the release date for Kingdom Hearts 3. Sounds about right. And I gotta say this. I guarantee you that it's going to get pushed. Gotta say this about games coming out. Um, I was honestly, honestly expecting Maker for the Switch to be announced. But mark my words... At the next treehouse or the treehouse after that, thing Mario Maker, because there would be no reason in hell to put Mario's Mario Maker costume in the new Smash Brothers to announce it. I can see that. I can see that. Where's my Zelda Maker? That's what I want to know. Um, to do that bigger bigger thing to mention. There's a Mega Man Maker already out there by the fans. Oh yeah. And it plays better than 9 and 10 combined. That's that's I like 9 and 10. I never said they were bad. I never said I didn't like them. It plays better than 9 and 10 combined. Yeah. I I I'm not a big Mega Mega Man fan in general like Mega Man. I like X. I'm more of an X fan than Mega Man. I was but... I'm more of an X fan up to X3, maybe X4. Uh once you get past those and you hit x5 to seven uh <laughs> Five, no. five's not bad it's no it's no six and seven six it's, seven eight is you're just like Ooh. it wanes in comparison to four but it's not bad six is a joke seven is a clown fiesta travesty <laughs> i want to see that this was best on the super nintendo uh facts. hashtag facts yeah. i'm a huge uh mega man fan uh We've actually thought about doing a fan project where we take um, all of the uh, all of the stages from Mega Man and put them in one giant grid and let you play them in any order. Interesting. And because one of the one of the things is that if you look at the Game Boy games as well as Mega oh. Man Wily Wars as oh, well Magikuni. as uh, Mega Man Powered Up. Yep. To use, oops, sorry. Oh no! All I was saying was, oh, Michikuni engineering, <laughs> um, and of course, uh, Mega Man DOS. Um, it allows you to use oh. powers that were never intended for certain robot masters. With you know, you know what I mean. Like you can use weapons on robot masters that you're not supposed to be able to. 
um, because they're from the wrong franchise, meaning we know how most against most robot masters, period. We know exactly, we know how it should work. And so the idea would be take all of the content, all of the bonus levels from Wily Wars, all the bonus levels from Powered Up, all the challenge levels from from Legend or from Legacy, and all the challenge levels from Nine and Ten. Put them all with the regular levels in one massive fan game. That was that's something we've actually kicked around. <laughs> here. Be, that would be cool. That would be cool. I'm also thinking it's probably going to eventually happen to Mega Maker. And hey, we should actually sit down and make some Mega Man ha, levels in Mega Maker and totally make someone cry. Yeah. <laughs> Back to E3 topics, though. By the way, totally forgot to mention it earlier. Terry Crews in the next Crackdown. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. that was this year, my dude. I thought that was last year, the Crackdown video with Terry Crews on it. Yeah, that was last year. Uh, you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Where he's on top of the, the, the tower and stuff, and he's like, yeah! Because Crackdown got, they, they're not bringing it out this year. It got pushed again, because it's still not good. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft. Microsoft's doing some good pro-consumer things and pro a lot of other things, but they are just not making games. Just not making games. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So yeah, I mean, Cajun, what did you think about um the old uh, N- Nintendo? Did you think they won E3? I know his his mic's muted. He might be. I think he died. Uh, might be close some... to the Raven. Good yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. No. <sighs> I don't want to end this without him being here because like it's it's almost twelve thirty here. And yeah, um, we we should be wrapping up, and he's dead. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, this is totally Raven and not Glenn making a really bad imitation. <laughs> you mean Cajun, not Raven? <laughs> Shit, my plan's already been foiled. Yeah, yeah, well, but. Yeah, I I I think uh, Nintendo did. They they did a great job. I thought Nintendo or Sony did a great job. Microsoft did a fantastic job. Everyone it was other than EA just shitting all over the bed like they always do. But yeah, I could I could take or leave Ubisoft as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I kind of I, I didn't get to hundred percent focus on because usually I set like I come home from work and I watch the things, but I really had no drive to really watch a lot of a lot of them. I mean, I sat down and watched Microsoft because it was on a Sunday. I sat down and watched Nintendo because it was at lunchtime. It was on my lunch break. I got to sit down and watch it. And Sony's happened at night. And same thing with Bethesda. But I didn't really get to catch Ubisoft, and I didn't really get to catch... I caught EA's. Ubisoft's the only one I actually didn't sit down and watch. Apps for Ubisoft and EA, and that was, uh, that was because it was, we were just coming home from Indie Pop, and I didn't really care about them. Yeah. So I wanted to sort of sit back and and relax, but I listened to the recaps while working, and then I will listen to the other press conferences while working after that. Yeah, no, it was it was it's been a good it was a good year. I'm I'm excited, and but yeah, the with the the slowdown of the games that are coming out from the first party, we know that the PlayStation Five and the Xbox X Two or whatever is on the precipice of coming out. It'll probably be in within the next two years. I'll say this, and I'm slightly disappointed though i knew there probably wouldn't have been a chance for it um when they did their nindy showcase where they show every time they do like a rapid succession of the nindies coming out since um collapsus has been officially announced i was kind of hoping that collapsus would be on that reel 
and nope. it wasn't. So briefly, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been dope." I was like, "That that would that would have been cool." Yeah, that would. I great. think. Um, I I guess more than likely what they're doing is it's going to be on the real closer to release next Treehouse, maybe. Yeah. Cool. 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 <sighs> Cajun, I really wish you were here to close this out with us. <coughs> I'm totally here. Uh, I think I'm a Nintendo fanboy now, and uh, I gotta say that Sony's pretty great. See, I can tell it's not Cajun because you don't have those horrendous allergies. Yeah, you're not as nasally as he. he's he's nasally because he has terrible what allergies. Are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I I can't put up the facade any longer. <laughs> that is it. That is it for our E3 coverage. Unfortunately, Cajun uh, ended up dropping, I think. So uh, for him, he is the host of the Indie View podcast, and you can find him, find him on Twitter as Cajun Coder. Now, for me, I am Jake Hid of Wraith Games, and you can find us at Wraith Games. I am uh, Grant McClure. I'm Brigadoon564 uh, on Twitter, also on Twitch, and I am the founder of Game Over Game On. Hi, I'm Glenty. I make music for Collapsus, and I make music for basically all sorts of things, including myself. And for you, you should find me on Spotify and all other digital distribution services that you can. I'm also one of the co-founders of the NerdFit Network. Feel free to check us out at conventions near you. And a uh, dog in a wheelchair. <laughs> and you can find us, the Two Devs and a Dude podcast, on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and of course, uh, our next episode will be a Game Club episode. And as soon as we have the theme for that, we're going to be posting that on our Twitter, the Wraith Games Twitter. And you can also, if you have suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, etc., you can email us at podcast at wraithgames.com. So, hope you had a lovely, lovely time listening to this and a lovely E3. Catch you next time. Yeah, go rate us on iTunes and Google Play. It help, really helps out. And, uh, yeah, so love, peace, chicken grease. Guys, see you. One moment. I'm a, we need to edit this out. Huh? <laughs> Ow, I, hope you, I hope you did the sneezing into the elbow and sticking your other arm out so you're dabbing like it's 2017 pose. Uh, no, no, I did, I did, uh, blow my nose, or I did sneeze into my elbow, but I did not dab. Uh, gotta be hip with it, man. No, we don't have to kill you, Jay. (laughs) Oh, then you're gonna definitely have to kill me, because, uh, that is my signature sneezing pose until the end of time. I mean, but...